When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHOR and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, you cock gobblers, you turkey tops, you pilgrim pussies, you basted bottoms? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, what's everyone? It is your host, comedian Billy Presida, with a failing body right now. I, I don't know what's going on. I am so fatigued. I was sick. I was better. I was at an orgy, and now I'm sick again. Hey, why, why me? people why me but don't worry i'm still here to tell you we've got a great episode i've got fellow stand-up comedian and polyamorous podcaster and fellow thirst trap poster madeline smith everybody oh my body my bones everything it's just achy you know it's it's weird it feels like things don't want to move and my gums are just throbbing i woke up this morning throbbing cock seven o'clock tonight throbbing gums don't know what happened knowing y'all i'm probably going to get a lot of fan whore emails uh with, with gum related suggestions but I look forward to it i don't know at least there was like a like a, a sexy calm in the eye of this uh sickness hurricane maybe because i you know was sick but then i was feeling good like friday saturday sunday monday like i was gucci and i had a horny weekend i really did I'm not trying to say that to brag and be like, hey, guess who had sex, but a lot of y'all know I have a very fluctuating libido. Uh, it's been airing on the side of low most of this year. So to have a weekend where I'm just like nonstop fucking like, hey, where can I put this dick? Where can I put it? Where can I put it? Huh? 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 <laughs> had a random acts of blowjob experience on Friday night. I went to Hacienda with my girlfriend. We had a fucking blast. She edged me for hours before, like, her and our our threesome friend, like, <laughs> made me beg to come. Uh, fun fact, apparently I'm not good at begging. Remember I once said I wasn't good at spanking? Well, uh, begging is the new frontier for me. I gotta learn how to do that better. Sunday, we pretty much had an all-day fuck fest. And, uh, and, and then I woke up this morning just throbbing cock. I was like, all right, I'm not, I, I'm, I feel back to an old self of mine, and that's nice. Uh, and now you couldn't pay me any amount of money to try to lift anything heavier than this microphone. But hey, hopefully I'll wake up tomorrow or something and be good. Before I bring on this week's guest, Madeline Smith, uh, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, uh, this is the part of the show where I like to uh, give some specialized shout outs to members of the fan whore community on Patreon. And I want to give a big old thank you to Jimmy Manning, which is such a great name. It sounds like, like a wholesome quarterback recruit from Nebraska. He just wants to support the troops and throw touchdowns. He doesn't understand why everyone's so angry. 
<laughs> Thank you, buddy, for your support. Shout out to Don Wagner, who uh, the only thing I know uh, about this guy is that he loves fishing and the Man Whore podcast. Rock on, dude. Big old thank you to Emma Redick. Redick? Redick? Let's just say she's a woman with a very special set of skills, okay? I, I, don't, I, want, I don't want to disclose, but they're both messy and pleasurable. Way to go, Emma. And a thank you to Will, who, you know, looks... You ever, anyone ever tell you you look like a young Harold Ramis? This is a compliment. It's a good thing, dude. I, I, I want to cast you in a reboot of Stripes. Uh, it, it's Stripes, but it's you and Auntie Trisha. How's that? Uh, <laughs> uh, and you, too, can become a member of my fan whore community and enjoy a slew of great rewards. Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com slash man whore podcast. Yes, Patreon has an app. Yes, you can use the app as a member, but no, you cannot use the app to find the show to pledge because I am what they call an adult creator. Because once in a blue moon, I post my dick on Patreon and I also talk about a lot of naughty stuff. So I'm not allowed to be uh, naturally discoverable in the search feature. You have to go directly to the URL. But after that, you can use the app all you want. That's fine. All right, Madeline Smith, everybody. I had a great conversation with her. She is a really funny stand-up comedian. She is Polly. She has her own podcast called Two Date Minimum, which you can hear me on. Uh, I had a two-part episode recently. I didn't tell you about it because on there I was talking about my girlfriend, and at the time, well, I hadn't told you I had a girlfriend, so I had to had to keep that exclusive for myself. All right, now let's go hear uh, me chat with comedian and podcaster madeline smith as we age our bodies are changing certain parts need more support than they used to other areas are getting a little sore faster and that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable and that's where liberator comes in liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable more pleasurable and last longer for decades their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. And you can get 40% off Liberator's Wedge Ramp Combo when you use promo code MANHORE at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling Wedge Ramp Combo with promo code MANHORE or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. <laughs> I'm really bad with technological stuff. I'm like really, really bad at it. It's like embarrassing. How do you like manage your pod? Do you use Google Cal, GCal for the poly schedule? Because like <laughs> I won't do it because yeah. I'm intimidated by Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. Like I have my iCal on my phone and I know yeah. how to use that. I don't want to change things. <laughs> Phil and I have a shared calendar. And yeah. when I'm going to hang out with... um. Uh, the girl. I was going to say her name, but now we're recording. You can, also, I, you can also, if you say her name, I can, beep, I can beep it. Just let me know. She, I don't care, but I feel like she cares because uh -huh. she's like a lawyer and she's like being professional. Well, if you if it's easier for you to say her name and just tell me to beep them later, just let me know. Okay. All right. Uh, when I go to hang out with my girlfriends, uh, uh -oh. <laughs> I put it in the calendar so that he knows that I'm going to go do that. 
So he's not like, where is, I put most things in the calendar, like shows and stuff. And I feel like that is like another, just another, you know. Did, but did you, have to, did you have to like learn how, <laughs> did you, did you struggle with the technology of a G cow? Yeah. Like, oh no. Like, is yeah. it attached to my, my Apple ID or yeah. is it I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I lost everything that was on my fucking phone when my phone broke Ooh. because I didn't, I didn't like back any, I don't know how to like back things up. Although, well, someone showed me the apple store now because i was really sad that i lost all my stuff but like yeah i mean i also don't trust yeah i know the cloud i know right i don't trust because you're like all my nudes and stuff i know well not that that you don't really care about i don't mind i if anything i insist that my nudes (laughs) be shown to everyone it's more like all the nudes of other people on my phone that i'm concerned with because like look if anybody here wants to hack in my phone like you will hit the gold mine yeah Uh, gold mine i don't know what it's called (laughs) You'll I think hit, that's right. You'll yeah. strike gold. Yeah. There's a lot on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, they stay to myself and they're not linked to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I was talking last night with Kate. Do you know Kate Sisk, who's a comedian? She's like, I mean, I don't know. There's so many comedians yeah. in New York. So if and you I'm don't know her, so that's fine. so unpopular. So I don't. <laughs> You're like, I don't know There's anyone. a lot of people I don't know yeah. because I'm too terrified to put myself in situations. <laughs> well, that's understandable, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I get that. But I, uh, I was talking to Kate Sisk last night, who is a... I was going to say lesbian comedian, but I, I she's just a queer comic. I'm not 100% sure of her sexuality. Okay. So I'm not trying to box her. You don't in. know which letter it's going to be. Yeah, I'm not sure she's queer, which is just everything. So we were on the train to Peekskill because we did like a Trevor Project fundraiser show in Peekskill, Fun. which was really, really, it was really cool. It was like me and like seven other queer comedians. And she was in Peekskill of in all peak places. Skill. <laughs> Wouldn't it be where I would, I guess, a Trevor Project show would happen. I know it was a little bit weird. That's great, but it was it was a, it was a diverse community, sort of. Not really, not really. They were like saying it was. They were like, "It's so diverse here," and I was like, "It doesn't mm. look like it looks like old white people." It's diverse mainly. for upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's it's compared for sure to like maybe a small Oswego town. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, kind of. But we were so we were on the train to coming back to Grand Central and. And she was like, so you said in your site you have a girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, do you want to see your picture? And I was showing her pictures. And I was like, I also have pictures of her boobs, but I didn't show <laughs> I like you threw that in there unnecessarily. Like, also. I and kate was like you don't have to show me those and i was like well i wasn't going to i just wanted you to know <laughs> i want you to know i i, I have pictures get of her it. boobs okay <laughs> and then kate was like kate was like whenever my girl she said whenever her girlfriend sends her a sexy pic that she like looks at it and deletes it and i was like i would never do that never. i have like everyone's nudes on my phone which maybe is bad but i i'm not gonna delete them i want to look at them all the exes yeah right yeah when i, I want to have a sad jerk yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go look <laughs> at all the fun shit that we yeah. used to do together when yeah. we were naked. Yeah, except for, well, now I don't anymore since I lost everything from my old phone. But I used to have like 10 different people's nudes, like guys and ladies. So, so yeah, I, I didn't know you were supposed to delete it. I didn't know that was like what are you? Kate was like, that's the nice thing to do. And I was like, is it? Is oh. it? They don't know. Don't know. It's not, yeah, it doesn't actually have any effect on their life. 
Yeah. I'm not like sending their nudes out to people. I just have them on my phone. Right. So what There's, does it matter? Exactly. It doesn't actually yeah. matter. It's more for someone's peace of mind, but I'm like, fuck your peace of mind. We broke you up. You said it. Yeah, you sent it to you me. Dumped I don't me. know. <laughs> I don't care about your peace of mind anymore. Yeah, right. That's kind of how it works. Kinda. Well, and also I'm like I'm I would never do like revenge porn yeah. or something. I'm not like posting it. I just mean like I don't if I like hooked up with someone who's really hot and they sent me like a nude, I'm for sure gonna keep it on my phone. Yeah. Like, although although totally. I've recently been a lot more into the I've been spank banking this particular 2019 for some reason I've been like really using a memory bank mm-hmm. more than the visuals like yeah. I'll put a visual on my computer or like a, like I'll play some porn but like mm-hmm. I almost won't even be watching it like I'll have it almost as sound and I'll yeah. just be thinking <laughs> I think that's the thing about if you have a cool sex life, you really can just go to the bank and yeah. there's no need for the porn. Yeah. I just think about this orgy, that threesome, <laughs> that time she put that thing in that place. Like, yeah. You have a very wild sex life, though. I, I think that you... I don't think it's as wild as yours. I, I feel like yours is much more wild. I think yours is wilder <laughs> than people expect yours to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I think people think I'm more wholesome or something. A hundred... I don't know why. Percent. I guess because I'm friendly or something. I don't know. You I don't smile know. a lot. Yeah, I'm smiley and friendly. So people are like, oh, so you're just boring. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. And you're like, I, I changed my hair color. And you're like, well, <laughs> this is probably just in the anime. It's not probably a Yeah, I am really into anime. So you're just like, true. why yeah. can't anyone think I'm a hoe? <laughs> no one thinks I'm a hoe. <laughs> no. Though, I don't know what it is. <laughs> although apparently you make out a lot at the creek in the cave. I don't know. According <laughs> don't. to your Facebook post I or something. Still, I think that that was someone else that you were thinking of. <laughs> I, you were saying that when you did my podcast and I was like, I don't think I ever made out at the creek in the cave. Did I? I well, it know. seems like you hook up with comics. That was more the commentary. I did, I was, yeah. I Well, I used to. I went. I hooked up, not really that many. I hooked up with like five or six comics and then I was like, that's, I don't know. It wasn't very good. When I hear about comics who hook up with each other, I go like, the only people I don't hook up with are comics, and I'm. I feel. I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. I was like, Wait, where's all this comedian making out no, happening? I want to. You're not. I want to join. You're not, because I feel like it's very annoying and incestuous, and then like sometimes it's very disingenuine too. Like people will like hook up with you and then you're like are they hooking up with me because they like me or because they think i'm gonna like help them in some way like i i oh, feel it's like only yeah right <laughs> or or like not that i'm like so far ahead of these people but like one person that i hooked up with was like asking me to like they were like oh well, when you go like and do these dates can i come with you and i was like oh no <laughs> What? I don't yeah they like they thought that I don't know it was like kind of weird it was kind of weird and bad and then I was like maybe I just shouldn't hook up with comedians because I also wouldn't want to be like that I wouldn't want to hook up with a comic who's more successful than me and then be like wanting something from them you know I wish I wish I could yeah I wish I could too but it's but... also but also if you're hooking up with people like say at open mics then like you're the person that can help them yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's and that's like who I was I didn't hook up with any comics who were like way more successful than me. They mm. were kind of at the same level or like lower level, so mm. <laughs> it wasn't that that helpful. Well, this is a good time to say that I'm uh, I'm here with a uh, fellow comedian <laughs> and podcaster Malin Smith. Hey, 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 hey! Hello. I didn't realize that we hadn't introduced myself. Uh, you know, I, f- I, I, yeah, I find a place and a time, and I fade in. You did it. Um, you did a good job. And uh, we're there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you did bring up the like, are we supposed to delete nudes? I'll give you a, uh, another one. This this happened to me last year mm-hmm. in the midst of a big old bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your stance on the social media posts that feature y'all together? Do mm. you think you're obligated, or whether or not obligated? 
um, does the person have a say in you deleting pictures of you two together after the breakup? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because I've never been in that situation, mm. really. But I I don't know. I guess that, I, like, I, I had an can. ex who just, like, she demanded that I take all of her photos off of us together off of mm-hmm. my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, she claimed that she, like, uh, demanded it and that that wasn't true. She had never asked me to until mm-hmm. she went on Facebook. It was like, Billy refuses to take my pictures down. I'll be like, you never oh, asked wow. me to. Damn. But also, I don't have to. Fuck off. Like, Yeah. Well, we and cute. why? Yeah. And like, also, like, why? I don't... Because it was a part of your life. So why deny... Mm-hmm. That that part of your life happened, unless the person was like truly like abusive to you or something, and you don't and you or can't look versa. at it. I yeah, in theory. Yeah, it was, but <laughs> but I mean, like, I just I feel like why like lie or why hide a part of your life? The other part. So well, I had to do it because they started mm. like bringing other people involved, and so I was just mm. getting yelled at enough that I was like, right, I'll just do it. But but I here's... don't really fully understand why though. I don't know if it was like a control thing or what. I'll yeah. tell you this. The yeah. painful part for me was that meant that I had to go back to the beginning of our relationship. Uh, and this is also, this was, this particular instance took place six months after the breakup. Mm-hmm. I had to go relive our relationship. Oh, that sucks. Deleting and it, deleting a picture isn't always the simplest. It's a lot of taps involved. Yeah. And so I just went through two years of relationship, deleting everything, mm. rereading all the thing, the tweets, the, the sweet stuff. And now, and then, then it slowly builds to the breakup. And I'm like, oh. <sighs> It's terrible. I hope this was. (laughs) I don't think it's necessary. I don't know. No, and that sounds so painful. I would like cry so much. I did. Yeah. 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 I I would too. There were a couple pictures of like, oh, that was a really great day. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. I don't. Yeah. That would like hurt my heart too much, I think. (laughs) I would be too sad. And I also don't like have anyone that like, I I mean, my first boyfriend that I had, that was like a very bad and dramatic thing. But that was like a long, long time ago. Because I was talking high school. Yeah, like high school, high school. I was like 15 to 17. What was the the dramatic part of it? (laughs) Well, the dramatic part was that he was just like mentally unwell. And I like didn't realize that he was mentally. I don't think that he realized he was mentally unwell. I tend not to. Yeah. And I didn't know because I was like 15. 16 17 so i was like a child and i was like why is he like because he would be really nice to me and then he would be like really mean and it was like very back and forth and i was like why is he always like mad and yelling at me and then he's nice and and um and my parents were like mad about it but i think that they didn't know how to like handle it either so they were just like why are you like dating this person and i was like i don't know i feel bad for him (laughs) just like so sad but not that i just like that wasn't the only reason i was dating him but then i think i got stuck in it because i like felt bad for him and then i found out later my and then he like dated my friend and in my 20s he was dating my friend and they lived together and then he started going crazy on her and we found out that he was diagnosed with like schizophrenia so it wasn't really his fault that he was going crazy but like being with someone with schizophrenia is really hard because they like create scenarios where they're like you were cheating on me you were doing this and you're like that never happened you're you're making up something that never happened right. so that was my first experience with dating uh, and that like fucked me up so bad and now i talk about it in therapy all the time and i cry really <laughs> yeah what, what i mean what how you, y'all met just in high school i'm assuming yeah just in high school i mean we went to the same high school and were, he was two years older than me so a little bit different were there good things like were there things yeah. that kept you in the relationship that weren't you know, you feeling bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, we actually had a lot of fun together and I feel like 
when you're that age, like a lot of your dating is kind of based on like sexuality because like you're so hormonal. So I just thought he was like really cute and I like really wanted to like have sex with him. And that was good. The sex was good. But I, and also he, when he was not being like, you know, going kind of nuts, he really is like a good, nice person. I don't think it's his fault. I just think that it's like, it's really hard when you're dating someone who I'm, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but when you're dating someone with mental illness, it's so hard because you know, it's not, they're not doing it to you intentionally, but it still fucking sucks. Yeah. It's still happening. Yeah. It's- and you're still like, why are you yelling at me? I didn't do anything. Like, I just felt like he would like get mad at me and yell at me a lot, but it was very dramatic because mm. it would be like yelling and then like, Oh, we're making up and we're having sex. And then it's like yelling again. It's like very unhealthy dynamic to be in. So were you a very sexual teenager? It sounds yeah, like yeah. you were like, he was really cute. And it's my first boyfriend. I just really wanted to fuck him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I, yeah. last night I was talking to an 18 year old girl who's terrified yeah. to have sex for the first time. I was like scared. I first had sex when I, was 17 Mm. but we were like doing other stuff before that but first i like penetrative sex when i was like 17 but i was scared but then i don't know i was just like very sexual did you also know you were bisexual uh in high school yeah i never thought of it as anything i was just talking about this with like some other comics who were doing like a coming out show where they tell stories about coming out and i was like i never like came out i just like always would like make out with girls and then when i was like 18 i like had sex with a girl for the first time and I don't know. I never thought anything of it. I was like, this is just normal. You just were. Yeah, I never told it. I never like made a big announcement. I think everyone just knew. And it was just, I was in the Gay Straight Alliance and stuff. <laughs> but like <laughs> all my friends, most of my friends in high school were like gay or like some iteration of that. You were a musical theater yeah. person. So exactly. I learned from your stand up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why. When did you start? So you, when did you start um, hooking up or dating women? Mm, when I was 18 was the first time I hooked up mm. like fully with a lady and then was but I mean fully I don't know I just I, oh there's where that upstate sensibility comes hey. in oh I don't want to say <laughs> I feel like you could also fit in like Wisconsin Minnesota yeah. Like, yeah. oh I don't want to yeah. say people always think that I'm since I moved down here people are always like are you from the Midwest I'm like no I'm only from like five hours north of here <laughs> but everyone's like you seem like you're from the Midwest <laughs> yeah. like oh no I guess I'm just too yeah just be so shy i don't know <laughs> I, um, I mean really the only difference between the midwest <laughs> and upstate new york is a bill's jersey yeah it's true it's like I don't, it's true i also don't know how to tell the difference no it's true because i i was opening for a dude once and we were like out in like minnesota and wisconsin and i was like it is kind of similar it's mm. very cold and like everyone's kind of like oh we're all friendly but then like kind of passive aggressive i think is yeah. like an upstate <laughs> and like so yeah um as far as hooking up, oh yeah, I just mean that was the first time that I like went all the way with a lady. Mm. <laughs> it was when I was eighteen. Before that, I had like smooched ladies, but that was like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really date a lady, n- not like date date until like now. Mm. I had only I had like short lived things, but not like an actual relationship. Until how how long has the girlfriend been going on? Um. <laughs> It feels like a long time, but it's really not that long. I think it's like the same time, the same amount of time that you've been with your girlfriend. Yeah, I think like it's like four or five four months. Four or five months, yeah. Because oh, it started, I met her the very beginning of July. And how, so. how'd you meet? Which app? Through the Her app. The Her. <laughs> it's like a really her. stupid app. It's really, it's really <laughs> bad. Like it's really the. 
you just match with a lot of people, but no one like messages each other. Mm-hmm. So you have like 25 to 30 matches, but no one's talking to you. So I, I can't, I, I can't remember the last time I like dated someone for a long time who was not some kind of queer. Yeah. So yeah. they've all been on her and will they'll be on her in front of me and yeah and they all make the same complaints so like yeah it's just like a lot of like talking and compliments yeah you're so cute, you're so cute. oh thank you oh thank you so much i like exactly. that dress where'd you get it oh we should totally hook up and then nothing yeah. yeah exactly it's so much back and forth that's what i like kind of don't like about flirting with other women is it is a lot of back and forth compliments and sometimes it gets confusing because you're like wait do you want to like fuck or are you just being nice like because women sometimes can be confusing like that they'll be really Mm. friendly with other women and you're like are you actually interested or are we just complimenting each other i don't know and it's like who you know do you i mean what's prevent what it sounds like you don't always make the aggressive move of saying hey do you want to fuck or something like that right i should but i didn't what it's in maybe they're also having the same thoughts. So like what's preventing you from say making that move? Yeah. Uh, I guess just not wanting to be like too aggressive mm-hmm. and not wanting to be creepy toward. I always like, I'm trying to not be creepy towards women because I know as a woman, like what it's like when a man is too aggressive towards you. And so I don't want to make other women feel that way, but then it is hard because I think then you get stuck in a loop of just being like, Oh, I, I won't make the first move. And then no one ever does. So it's just kind of hard. Well, how is it, I mean, my natural response is like, oh, well, just like hit on her the way you'd want the those dudes to be. Like yeah. the creepy dudes, it's not that, it's not that they're, the guys who are being too aggressive, it's not that they're making a move. It's probably the way in which they're doing it, I assume. Yeah. So I would yeah. imagine like, oh, why don't I just do the way, you know, be, yeah. the, be the change or something. Yeah. But, um, but it is interesting in like, you know, in a society where we condition women not to be aggressive and where you're supposed to you know, be hit on, then it's like when you're on her, it's, well, who who's making this move? Exactly. It's like, or it's like being on Bumble if you're matching with other women. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's exactly, you're just like, you're like, well, women are taught to not be the one who's like pursuing the partner. So I think that then in female, female relationships, you're just like, who is the one who should pursue? Like the butch, should the butch do it? And the femme is just wait. I don't Whoever's know. Whoever's wearing more flannel. Yeah. is that like you, you wait for first. the soft butch? <laughs> the one who like fucking plays softball. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. I but, I but I did message her first, but it was like very... It was silly. I just said, hey, which is uh, the worst thing you could ever say. If someone messaged me, because <sighs> since I can't make the first move on Bumble, which mm-hmm. I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. but if she does open with just hey, mm-hmm. I will respond hey right back. It's yeah. like you are not going to... You're not yeah. going to throw this back to me. This yeah. is your app. This is your movement. Exactly. You come up with something stupid to say first. I know. I don't <laughs> even know why I did. I couldn't like think of anything to say. I was just looking at her pictures and I was like, oh, she's like so cute, but I didn't know what to say. You're so like, cute is... I know. I think a great opener. I should have just said that, but I didn't know what to say. It's very wild that she like went on a date with me and then like loved me because I feel like <laughs> it's like it's just wild someone. <laughs> it's wants crazy to love that me. anyone is in love with me. I do. I it's feel like I got lucky. a husband, and then I thought like, oh, there's no way more people are gonna. I love know. Me. <laughs> it is. It, I really do feel that way. I'm always very like taken aback by the amount of like love that i receive i think it's like unfair sometimes because i'm like i am not giving anything good in return and so like sometimes i feel a little bit 
like that I'm like like my cup runneth over with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you've been with your husband for like a stupid long time. Yeah. Yeah, How I like 12, 12 years, yeah. Like, yeah, I know that gross. is that is gross. I know. How old are you getting? I'm only 29. I was or no, not, I'm sorry, not 12 years, 11 years because I was 18. So, but this so this guy was basically fresh off the the schizophrenic dude. yeah i b- broke up with the mean schizophrenic dude and then phil and i started dating like a few months after that that's that's how i prefer to do it because then mm-hmm. the bar is just nice and low and yeah i can trip over it every day i'm dating yep. so, the the other woman i've been seeing romantically and i didn't intend on it this way and mm-hmm. it almost makes breaks my heart and makes me sad sometimes but mm-hmm. the most basic nice action she is overjoyed by. Yeah. Because she's dated so many shitheads mm-hmm. and has not like, she's basically, she's never had anyone who just treated her nicely. Yeah. So just me saying, oh, how was your day? If I text her like, oh, how, how'd your day go? How was the kids? She's a nanny. So I was like, how's the kids? Yeah. She'll be like, she she's just like, <gasps> she'll melt just like someone asked how her day was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, honey. Like, That's so sad. I want you to demand more of me because yeah. you deserve more. Yeah. But also, I love how easy this is. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, torn. <laughs> it's like, I can just show up with beer and weed and she's like, that's so nice of you. Yeah. No one ever does that. Yeah. Me. No, I mean, I I feel exactly the same and I don't know why. I guess it is when you date someone who's really horrible you do get the in your mind you're like well i don't deserve anything and then so then when someone is nice to you you're like oh my god this is like amazing and like i do think i'm like better with it now because you know phil and i have been together for so long but i i still sometimes will like like my girlfriend she makes way 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 more money than me so she like always pays for like everything we do and i feel so incredibly uncomfortable with it and i like freak out about it all the time and then sometimes i'm like maybe just just chill like she makes more money than you and she like wants to do it so don't be weird about it Mm -hmm. but i'm always like oh my god she thinks i'm a mooch or she thinks that i'm like a loser or you know stuff like that (laughs) for me this happens with megan because she makes way more money than me it's like um, not, because I can't show, I can't just buy a thing, mm-hmm. which in some ways could be easier. Yeah, so I, think I have it to. Is. So like tonight, I'm thinking about like what to do for date night. Um, because she's gonna come over. We had mm-hmm. options to like go to a sex party. I don't know how much I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm like still at the tail end of a cold, mm-hmm. so I'm. I don't want to. Like I'm not gonna get people sick, but I'm also not gonna be sexy if I'm having this cough that's gross. Yeah, yeah. So I might, we might not go to that tonight. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, what do we do? And I got, I've been like thinking of all the things. I have like an adult coloring book. I've got. Yeah. There was a, um, you know, Rachel. Uh, what's her fucking name? Uh, McCartney. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, she, her one. She's running a, uh, an hour tonight, and I thought oh, that would be good know. to go to. Yeah. So I'm like trying cool. to think of like day ideas. I told her like bring lingerie because if we don't go, like yeah. oh oh maybe I can like yeah. I clean like I swept it's very clean I, in here I'm, i mean it's it's clean for me you can that's, but that is <laughs> I nice think it's of, clean that's nice of you it looks uh, clean but i think oh like i'll do a thing i'll tell her like oh go yeah. put on some lingerie and put on your makeup and then go in there and then yeah. like i'll come out and like do some sort of like yeah. really over the top gesture <laughs> yeah <laughs> because gesture yeah. because those things are free for me to do but they are uh labor intensive yeah yeah that's kind of that's how i feel with like with it, it's weird with like money dynamics because with my husband I make more money than him but then with my girlfriend she makes more money than me so I see the differences in our relationships and I'll be like oh like with Phil I feel like I will just be like I'll be like well I like 
pay most of our rent. So therefore, like I've like done what I need to do for him, you know, uh-huh. like not that I don't like give him emotional support and love, but like, I'm like, this is like, but then I feel like with um, my girlfriend, she like does, she like pays for so much stuff for me that I'm like, what do I like? What can I do, do for you? Yeah. So then sometimes I'll just try to like, text her a lot of like very like loving and nice things and and be but then i'm also like i'm like well i i feel like that's never i feel like it's never enough Mm. but i shouldn't be that way because money isn't really like that big of a deal in relationships i just i make it out to be a big deal it is interesting that the position you put the way you just described it Mm -hmm. was a no win situation or whereas in (laughs) you have to put it you think you need to put an effort with the girlfriend because she's paying for the stuff yeah but with your husband because you're paying most of the rent yeah you don't it sounds like you don't want to let yourself off the hook just because you're paying yeah yeah you're right (laughs) So, so either way, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But for tough. me, like, I think like, oh, if I could just go buy a necklace and maybe I just like learn this from my dad. It's like, oh, if I could go buy a necklace, that probably is nice, but I can't. Yeah. So I got to think of like, how can I make Megan feel like a babe and loved and special? Yeah. With just my effort. Yeah. Well, Phil actually like since he hasn't been since he hasn't been working full time since he like moved here, he's been trying to get full time jobs, but he just has a bunch of freelance Mm. jobs. He he has done like a lot of just like I guess it's like sounds sort of like a house husband kind of things, but he just like always cleans the apartment, always cooks food, always does stuff like that. And like that is so nice. Even though like, you know, you're like, oh, I can't like split the rent right now. And that sucks. But it's like, but that stuff is so nice. And so then I think like, well, if I I could just do stuff like like little gestures like that. And that would be nice. But like, I don't know. I just have such a weird thing in my mind about money. I always feel like if anyone provides for me, then I'm like indebted to them or something. And like, it's weird. Well, what's like the sweetest gesture type thing you you think you've done for? I'm just going to say with Phil, just because like you've basically been with him forever forever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like sweetest like love kind of thing like like not a money thing. yeah like you didn't not think you went to go buy unless the Mm -hmm. the thing was super sentimental like Mm -hmm. what's like a thing you did for him um and i'm gonna take notes because maybe i can like (laughs) i'm trying to think i'm trying to can you brainstorm for me (laughs) (laughs) for him i feel like it was probably like around the time when we like got married and I wrote a lot of like very like emotional uh vulnerable things which I feel like is always kind of uncomfortable when you have to be especially if it's like in a public forum like if you're gonna say it like in front of like for our one-year anniversary party I like gave a little speech where it was very emotional and it was like sort of embarrassing because like even though I am very adept to speaking in front of people and like doing comedy, I feel like speaking in front of people and being vulnerable is like so embarrassing. So I think that doing that was probably one of the nicest things because I was like, I love him so much and I'm going to like tell all these people. And then, and I, th- and not that you have to do it publicly, but sure. I think it's just like, it puts you in a like kind of a vulnerable position. Hmm. Yeah. And so now how uh, you've been together uh, 11 years. How long mm-hmm. have you been married? Um, almost five years. And then how long have y'all been practicing poly? Um, well, in college it was like open and we would be allowed to, you know, like have sex with other people and stuff like that. But then it hasn't fully been polyamory and it's only been like that for like a year or two. Okay. So there, so what, I guess that's interesting. What caused, when you initially started dating, did you all see yourselves as dating as actual 
Because for me, mm-hmm. when I've been things that were, when I was, especially in college in my early 20s, yeah. I was with someone and it wasn't sexually exclusive, it was automatically seen as not serious. Yeah. Even if I'm, I'm being very, like, I'm the mushy gushy one usually. So mm-hmm. even no matter what I shared, it was, always, I was always treated like I wasn't a serious prospect yeah. because it wasn't exclusive yeah um it was which i always found interesting that we like no matter what is happening in this relationship unless there's a sexual fidelity it can't be considered serious yeah um so what were were you all serious and what were like the conversations and negotiations about being open well i think it was i think that we were really serious because i feel like we we had been really good friends and then like when we started dating we were like oh we're like best friends. Were we, we all high school together too? We also went to the same high school. Oh yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I know. Disgusting. I know. It's so like upstate small town. I know it's like really yeah. gross. But um, but we were really good friends and uh and 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 we were like really close. And so I think that then we were like we were like, okay, well, we really love each other, but also we're only 18. And when you're only 18, you can make a commitment to someone for the rest of your life, but like just to only have sex with like one person, that's like a pretty intense commitment, especially for someone like for me, I just, I've never really been able to be monogamous with people and it would lead to me just like cheating on people, you know, like I, and and I, and I didn't want to do that. I don't want to be like mean and shitty and sneaky about it. But I was also like, I just have a really hard time with this. Like, I don't know why, but it's really very difficult for me to just be with like with one person. Also at 18, you're, you know, as a, as a bisexual, like I, not that bisexuals can't be monogamous. I'm not saying that. No, they can. Yeah, absolutely. But as someone who like hadn't like basically not tasted pussy before I yeah. imagine you'd want to like <laughs> yeah. get your face in that at least a couple yeah, times exactly. before you hunker down with a dick for the rest of the exactly. time exactly especially because exactly I feel like with like women I would like see so many women that I found attractive and then like in college you know everyone's like oh I'm like bi-curious and everyone's like drunk and it's like wild party time so I was like I think I would have like missed out on a lot well, i think we both would have missed out on a lot if we were like we can only be with each other during this mm-hmm. time but then actually after college we kind of like closed it off because we were like okay now it's time to get serious like we're adults or whatever that we're that gonna... was the reason for is it. It like well now it's a, a, re- a serious yeah. relationship i think it was because we like got engaged like pretty young and we were like okay well now it's time to get serious but then once again we were like we were like, well, we're still so young and there's like so many people out there and it really does, even if you're it's like in everyone love, wants to fuck us and why <laughs> everyone should we wants rob to everyone of all of this? <laughs> I just think that like people have this like weird thought that like if you're in love, if you're truly in love, you, you'll only ever be in love with like one person and you'll never want to fuck anyone else, which I think is like insane like i think that's a crazy way of looking at things because you're basically putting yourself in this like weird puritanical mindset where you're like okay i only have eyes for this person and if i don't then i don't love them and that's where like so many relationship problems come from i think because people think if you cheat on someone then you automatically like hate them or Mm. or, and and i don't i'm not trying to say that cheating is good (laughs) i know it's not but i just mean like i think it's unrealistic to say oh, you're only going to ever have feelings for one person. I think that's like crazy. Um, So then we were like, actually, maybe we won't be monogamous. Maybe we'll like keep it open again. And then it kind of turned into polyamory because then it was like, I started dating this person and I was like, oh, I 
have really strong feelings for them and they and then it kind of just it doesn't you're not just hooking up anymore mm. then you're like kind of in a relationship with this other person too and so i think that that's how it came about how long were you all monogamous for would you say um like for like three years i for think like three years yeah so is it who's approaching who to like open it back up it was actually phil which was so weird because he's such a little shy baby but he was like <laughs> <laughs> he was like you know okay like maybe we can there's I don't a girl know at work and yeah i know i was like, it's usually someone at work <laughs> i don't know what it, i don't even honestly i would have to ask him because i don't know what it like I don't know why. I'm not sure why. He was just like, you know, we don't have to be monogamous. And I was like, okay. Oh, you were just like on board? Like, yeah, thank God I you mean, said it? <laughs> I was cool. I was, but honestly, I think I could have done monogamy for longer. I don't think that like, I can't do it. I just think that to me, it feels a little bit like forced. It's like, you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And why do something you don't want to do? <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't think that it's, Either is like right or wrong. I just think that sometimes with monogamy, you're putting a lot of pressure on one person mm -hmm. to be everything for you. And that's a little wild, I think. Is Phil not everything for you? Yeah, not really. I mean, that sounds mean. That's, I, no, it's a, that's a real answer. <laughs> he what, is. What, like what? In some ways. What? I, no, I'm sure he like is most of the things. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things that you find you don't get from your marriage that you can find with say your girlfriend or the boyfriend or with, you know, whatever comic finger blast in the <laughs> Creek bathroom. Um, I did not realize by the way, how many like blowjobs happened in the Creek in the caves bathroom. Yeah, but I so just, gross. I've been hearing more and Ugh. more stories and like, hi, you're like, what about me? What about me? Yeah. <laughs> what about, what about me? <laughs> your act outs are so fun. I love that. Little persona character that you do, that little voice. <laughs> little uh, voice it's that I do. So fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh it is gross though. The the creek in the cave, the bathrooms are really well, gross. Well the bathroom's gross. They're and gross. then to know that everyone's banging in <sighs> them except you is gross. You yeah, know what would make gross. it not gross? If I was getting the bang in the bathroom too. <laughs> Ew, but the bathrooms are All of so a sudden I'd be nasty. like, it's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> it's so nasty. <laughs> But yeah, like what? Are, what are what some things it? that you know you don't get from that relationship that is t totally fine and cool? And he's he recognizes <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. can't give that to you that you do get elsewhere. I'm trying to think of because I don't want to be like an asshole, but like <laughs> an asshole, it's not it's not being an <clears throat> asshole if you're being honest. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> and he already like knows. I'm not yeah. like lying. I would imagine in 11 years you all have hashed this out. Yeah, yeah, and we go to therapy together. So I mean, we go separately, and then sometimes we go together. So okay, we got it all figured out. Not all figured out, but <laughs> we're working on it. Um, um, I well, it's just that like we have been together for so long, and I feel like sometimes our relationship becomes more like the longer you're with someone, the more it becomes like a friendship camaraderie thing. And the sex, even if you have good sex, it does start to dwindle. Like you'll never have like people always want to like say oh you can like bring the spark back you can do all this and you can you can but you'll never have what you had within like the first year like within I just the first 36 hours yeah like yeah. that first date where like it's yeah. accidentally like a 36 yeah. hour day because they sleep over but then it's like ah, i'm not gonna go home then you fuck all afternoon it's exactly. like well let's go out and have drinks and then they sleep mm. over again and you're like wow well now we're in love i guess i love that Those i love that time that's like so fun that's so fun and you like and and 
sure, you don't need to have that to have a fun life, but it is fun. And like when when it's been like over 10 years, you just will not have that. You'll you'll have you'll have this like deep understanding of each other where you're like, oh, we love each other so much and we don't have to be talking and we can just hang out and we can like joke around and we can go out to brunch and it's so fun. But you're never going to reclaim that like original crazy sexual like chemistry. Mm. Um and also like honestly it 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 just we went through like some really hard times because Phil has like clinical depression and he like was not on medication and not going to therapy for a long time and was like undiagnosed. Mm. So I was like I don't know what's wrong with him. Like I mean clearly like now I'm like okay the like sleeping for like 14 hours or the like not being able to get himself going or having all this like anxiety with job interviews or stuff like that. That's all like very typical like things for people who have major depressive disorder, but I didn't know. And I was like, it feels like he like never wants to have sex with me. And I don't understand why I was like, what's wrong with me. And then like come to find out it was because of that. But I think that during that time, it was really hard because like he never wants to have sex with me. And also when you're depressed, you don't really want to like leave the house. You don't want to do anything. Um, now he's doing like so, so much better because he's like goes to therapy, takes a mood stabilizer and a antidepressant. And he's like way, way better. Um, but that was hard. And I think during that time, I kind of did need like something from someone else because I was like, I need someone who like you know, wants to go out and do things with me or wants to have sex with me or right. something like that. And um, and now I don't really feel like I need that from someone else, but maybe it kind of came out of that, of feeling like very like unappreciated. Yeah, what would that feel like? It was, it sucked. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. It was the worst. I how, felt very sad. How far into the whole relationship did this start becoming an issue? Um... Well, I guess when we first got together, like in high school, I was like, I don't really know what his deal is because I knew he was really smart and funny, but like, but he would like constantly be failing classes, I remember. And I was like, why is he failing? He's really smart. Like, I don't understand. And then in college, he would be like, either Were like- you in college together too? Oh yeah, we went to the same college too. I know, isn't that so barf. codependent? Isn't that gross? It's like oh. codependency times a million. <laughs> but honestly, it wasn't because we were dating. We just got accepted to the same college. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. So yeah, we went to the same college, Fredonia. And, um, and he would either be like on the dean's list or it would be like failing. So it would be like so extreme. And I was like, I don't understand like what's wrong. But then during college, it's like, it was like binge drinking, like craziness, like so much drinking. And, but he Are would drink. fucking during this? Yeah, we were, but he had like a lot of just like kind of sexual issues like i feel i feel like he was kind of like his family he grew up like kind of repressed and like he would like feel really like shameful about so things. We're talking about like boner issues or like yeah like okay, that but then also just like just like feeling like embarrassed about like wanting to do like something dirty or like i don't think he was like very in touch with himself sure and his family is pretty they're super friendly but they're pretty uh they're pretty conservative well, so. when did the sex start like waning that you started questioning what was going on there Mm, I think uh, right after we graduated when we were like 22 mm. and then I started sleeping with um, I started sleeping with my coworker at the time, which is a lot. And that's never really good, you know, because yeah. it's like it creates a strange work environment. But I think the reason I was sleeping with my coworker was because he just seemed so 
like he like was a little bit older and he like had his life together and he was like happy and wanting to have sex and it seemed like the opposite of phil who i didn't realize it was because phil was like struggling so much but i was just like oh phil is fucking like at home he won't do anything he's like sad and lethargic and i wish that i had known why but i think when you're 22 it's kind of hard to like have the same level of emotional intelligence and empathy that it probably would have that I would have now. Also, like in your twenties, like even now, but especially back then, it's like, mm-hmm. why aren't we fucking all the time? We're sure we're twenty two. Like, yeah. don't you wanna? Aren't you a walking hard on? And yeah, all that stuff and- yeah. Which is like that's a that's such a toxic way to think i think but like it is hard because that's what society tells you it's like you're young you you should be fucking and then if you're not you're like why like what's wrong you know so that mm. made it kind of difficult yeah did that like uh did did that affect your self-esteem at all or were you like yeah. ah, i don't know what's wrong with him because <laughs> i'm a hottie or whatever <laughs> no 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 i i it did make me feel like bad about myself mm. like i was like i guess i'm not like attractive or I'm not like doing a good enough job of making him be interested in me and stuff like that. So I would, I would feel that way. I, I did feel bad about myself. I don't now, but sure. I did at the time. Dur- during that, I mean, right after college is one of those like transitionary times, mm-hmm. relationships can sometimes get broken off right there just because, okay, cool. Now we go to the next phase and it's not appropriate to keep this moving on. Yeah. So with the drop off in sex and the depression, was there a change? Was, did, was there a moment where you ever thought that y'all were going to break up? Yeah. Yeah. For a while, we were broken up, like low-key broken up. Mm-hmm. Like he, um, I was living in an apartment in Rochester and he like kind of was living with me, but then kind of not. So it was kind of just my apartment. And um, and we were sort of broken up. But it, But I think what was hard was that like I never felt like, even though all those things were happening and they were so horrible i never felt like that that was the person that i knew like i was like this isn't really him this is just like something else that's like kind of taking over him and making him sad all the time and making him not want to have sex because he himself is really like a fun loving fun person Mm. so i so i knew that there was something i just didn't know what it was until i think it was like when he was like 25 or 26 was when they when he went to a doctor and they were like hey you have really bad depression and they were like it's it's real bad we gotta put you on some like medication or else you're not gonna be able to like function um so yeah wow yeah. That, can't, that can't be, yeah. That, that it doesn't, I mean, it obviously doesn't sound easy to be in his shoes, but it also doesn't sound easy to be the wife of someone yeah. struggling with that. Well, I think that that's what's hard with like mental illness is like, I just watched Gary Gullman's special. Oh, you know? I can't wait to oh, watch that. It's really good. One, because really Gullman is just hilarious. So funny. And I wake up on most mornings and I think, why isn't Gary Gullman more famous? Yeah. Like, that's just how that's just how I've felt about him for forever. Yeah. Um, but also, I've heard such great things about what he's doing, talking about depression. It's really it. good. It's really, really good. But the only thing is, is like, there's a big emphasis in the special. There's like a part that's like a lot about his wife where it's like his wife was so supportive and she was always there for him and she would like always go to the doctor with him. And I think that like, there's like this mentality that when someone is like mentally ill, that there's like this strong supportive spouse and and they're like staying, keeping it together. And like, that's great to be that way. But also like, it fucking sucks. Like it sucks. Cause you also have to maintain your job and your like finances and your life 
and your mental illness or your problems on top of maintaining this other person's. And it's, I think it's kind of similar to like being a parent because you're like, I literally have to take care of this person like all the time. And then people will be like, oh yeah, his, his wife or, or her husband or whoever, their spouse was like really there for them. But at a certain point you're like, this is like really hard. <laughs> like being there for someone is is tough, you know? What are you doing to take care of yourself in those moments? Like, is it, is the non-monogamy part of the thing you fall back on? Like, is it mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to take care of him, but like, cool, I'm going to go fuck, you know, Jennifer and then it's going <laughs> to yeah. be fine. Or, like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Or like, did you have other like coping mechanisms that where you can keep your sanity i think that it used to just be like bad coping mechanisms like, like like i would just be like well if i just like smoke a bunch of weed or if i like just have sex with a bunch of people then maybe i won't feel so resentful or i won't mm. be like so upset about this but that didn't really work i mean those things don't really work i think now the best thing that i can do is just be like now that i go to therapy i think the best thing i can do is just be like hey I'm really sorry that you like feel this way and I don't want you to be upset, but also be aware that there's like truly nothing that I could do to make it better except for to like be there for him. Like he had like a bad day like a couple days ago and he doesn't normally have them, but he had like one where he was really, really bad and he like didn't do anything all day and he was just really upset and he like couldn't do like dishes or jobs or anything. And I feel like the old me would have been like annoyed about that. But now I'm just like, you know, it's okay. You can just like, I, I tried to tell him I was like, tomorrow is like a new day and you'll probably feel better and you can probably do that stuff. And then he, it was fine. He really did feel better like the next day. So I think it's just like a not feeling like it's your responsibility to like make the person happy. Because like when you're in love with someone, you want to make them happy, but you like can't sometimes. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. And that's what's like, that's what sucks is because you're like, I really want to do something. It's like, I love this person. Yeah. Like, I like my modus operandi, is, like with anyone who I'm, I have strong feelings for, like my love sometimes expresses itself through like obligation sounds bad, but like to me, that's a loving thing. Like to, yeah. that if I feel obligated to someone, it was like, oh, I must give a lot of shits. Yeah. To say like, oh, I, I'm not going to go to this because of that, or I'm not going to say this because it might hurt them. Because most time I don't give a fuck and, mm -hmm. you know, people can take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. um, but to feel obligated or to want to do like whatever I can or like if I'm willing to drop everything in a moment to f make someone feel better, yeah. then I'm like, oh, I probably love that. Human. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's that's a big part of it is like you want to do things for them because you want them to be happy and you just like want what's best for them. And you'll like, I think for me too, like being the kind of person who's kind of like a control freak, I'm like, well, what, how can I like make the situation better? What could I like do? And like, I sometimes would be like, well, what can I change about the situation or like his situation? What can, what's in my power to make it better? But lots of times there's just like nothing that you can, you can't. You just you gotta can't. weather that storm. Yeah. And that's like even worse because then you're like, I really have no control over this. Like yeah. there's like nothing I can do. And that's like, that does suck. But it honestly has been like a lot better the past couple of years. So, mm, so I think good. it'll be okay. You yeah. like your shrink? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 He's um, great. How'd you, how'd you find, so how's the shrink, how, did, the, did your therapist already know about, <clears throat> did your therapist already know about like polyans? Were they already familiar with all that or did you kind of have to introduce them so yeah. this concept, because I think one of, the, one of the common questions I'll get over the years is, mm -hmm. how do I find a 
queer friendly, kink friendly, sex positive therapist, someone who doesn't see the non-monogamy as a symptom or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you two had to shop around at all at first or if this guy just kind of got it or what. I don't know if he um I don't know if he had like ever had patients who were like that before, who were like polyamorous and stuff before, but he did seem like he understood it pretty easily when when we told him like when we first went in for the first couple sessions we went together and we told him and he seemed like he got it and then i do really like him although like recently he said something that was like a little annoying where he was like saying about how um what did he say he said something about how he was like well maybe you're just like using all these people to like fill a void and i was like that's a fair thing fair (laughs) thought but also it like makes it sound as if like having multiple partners is like a problem like Mm. it's like something that you're doing because you just can't be alone or like which might be true but i just mean like i think that sometimes people are like this is like a problem that needs to be solved and i'm like okay but would you say that to someone who was just married to one person would you say Mm. they're like trying to fill a void and he was like yeah i would still say that and i was like okay well that's fine you just want to make sure it's coming from the right place yeah if someone thinks the non-monogamy is an issue, you want to make sure that they think it's an issue for you and mm-hmm. not just an issue. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And he, I think what he was saying, and then the more we talked about, I think what he was saying was like that, that I sometimes will just be like really upset or sad about something. And then I'll like try to fill that sadness with like having sex with people. Yeah. And he was like, that's not, great like you shouldn't just like have sex because you're sad it doesn't like make your sadness go away you'll still be sad you just won't be sad for however long you're having sex but then when it's done you'll still be sad yeah for sure i used to do a lot of that only in the last maybe like a year have i not been always trying to fill voids with like Mm -hmm. it's not like uh trying to almost be i won't even think about it. it will be like instinctual i'll just be like I just open it up and I'm not thinking about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing this because I want even just the hits of attention and positive, um, yeah. like, you know, positive attention, whether it's mm-hmm. a match or a compliment or something. Exactly. Um, but the only reason I think I haven't been relying on that as much, not because I got healthier, because it was like, oh, I've just been less horny because I've been eating mm-hmm. like shit most of <laughs> the past like 12 months or so. So I've yeah. been less horny and therefore. Yeah. I've been way more into like coming home, smoking a bowl than finding someone to put my dick in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I do feel everyone I've been putting my dick in, I do feel, (laughs) I feel better about. Yeah. I feel like they were all conscious choices. Yeah. Uh, So whatever sex I have been having this year, I was like, I've chosen these encounters because sometimes I would just like fall into things. I'd be like, well, someone thought I'm pretty and Mm -hmm. I should have sex with them because who knows when people are going to stop thinking I'm pretty. Yeah. So. No, that's exactly same. Like, that's what my therapist said to me, like, one of the first times that I saw him. So back, like, <laughs> five or six months ago, whenever I first started seeing him, he was like, he was like, you know, you don't have to have sex with people just because they want to have sex with you. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I honestly was like, wait, what? I was like, are you kidding? Huh? I was like, I, because I, I, I always felt like if someone was interested in me, then I, like, had to... <laughs> Like, I don't know. I thought like I had to be grateful for it because it was like, well, Mm -hmm. people shouldn't want to have sex with me. Mm -hmm. So when they do, Mm -hmm. I should do it because like I should. One of the more empowering things I've experienced as a man. Yeah. (laughs) It's the weirdest (laughs) sentence to ever say. 
But I did feel a lot more empowered when I learned I'm allowed to say no too, mm-hmm. or that I'm allowed to not want to fuck somebody and like that's fine. And you um, don't you don't always have to and also the fact that you don't always have to like give a reason. Cause I feel exactly. like a lot of the time you're like, Oh, I should be like, Oh, well I can't because I I'm too busy or something. And it's like, no, just, just be honest and say, I, I don't want to. Or even like interested. when I'm hooking up with someone and they want to mm. escalate it to like PIV and I, I don't want to, mm. um, like I didn't, I didn't go on a third date hookup, whatever with this one woman because we hadn't fucked. We like, we fooled around, I think at a play party. I think mm. we met up once, maybe twice. The last mm. time we saw each other, like we went, we had a drink, we had mm. our fun chats, whatever. And then she brings me up to her place and we're fooling around and I'm having fun. I warned her before we went upstairs, like, I don't want to fuck tonight. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's so fine. Mm. They always fucking say that. Yeah. They're such men about it. <laughs> I hate when people do that. When people right? are like, it's fine, it's fine. And then they're like pissed. But then they're not. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not just like they tried to make moves. I don't blame anyone for like making, you know, sh- you know sure, shoot yeah. your shots. Yeah. But she at one point like got angry yeah that i wasn't fucking her she's like yeah, what is good. it i'm like i just i told you i just don't you just don't want to i don't yeah. want to yet or i don't know if i want to with you yet because like we haven't mm-hmm. um it was like i'm call me weird but like sometimes i take it slow as in like not the first date yeah um and and it's not the first time like i over you know even when i was in college when i was younger like i wouldn't fuck everybody I fooled around with and then <clears throat> I, the the older women would get like pissed they yeah. as if i was like wasting their time it's like what you only yeah. want to finger me very well might i add <laughs> by the way i'm like quite good now um there are reviews no it's like it's like wait you only want to finger me and make out with me and play with my tits you're yeah. not gonna stick that nice cock in me <laughs> yeah. her words not mine yeah. you know uh, i won't call it nice i'll let other people do it sure, 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 sure. and i'll be like what like what the fuck and yeah. so like i that's ne- shitty i never went back and i think she's yeah. hot and i enjoy talking to her about comedy because she's like in the sex positive world but also problematic like mm. me so <laughs> yeah. i was like that's all great until you were being a dick and then like yeah. she, you know i she sometimes would like follow up and I would be like, ah, no. Nah. And mm-hmm. if she ever were to just say like, why? I'd be like, because you were, re- you made me really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that there's a common misconception that like women can't do that or women don't do that. But sadly, like women do that. They do that to other women and they do it to men too sometimes because like, I think especially we talked about it when you did my podcast, but mm. I think it's especially hard because I kind of get where they're coming from because as a woman, you're taught like if a man doesn't want to fuck you, then you've like failed, you know, like if you bring a guy home and he seems interested, but then he doesn't want to fuck you, then it's like, oh my God, you're not hot enough or something. But we need to like unlearn that. And we also need to not get mad at someone for not wanting to have sex because how would you feel vice versa if that was a man doing that It's literally happened to you at some point. Oh yeah, and it's scary. I can't imagine there's any woman who has never ever had one experience where Mm -hmm. the guy tried, like kind of was a shit, was being shitty. And it's like literally scary. I mean, it's like a scary thing. You're like, oh God, are they gonna like attack me or something? And like, and even if they're not like physically attacking you, just someone getting mad at you is just like really uncomfortable especially when you're naked which is arguably Mm -hmm. the most vulnerable time because when you're nude with like a fairly new person yeah you're completely exposed and now like you're in trouble yeah um yeah oh it's horrible yeah yeah it's uh the other but i also want to i just want to clarify that like 
Uh, not necessarily to you, of course, but to, to whoever. Um, whenever I talk to the audience, I feel like I stare You're somewhere pointing. away from a guest. <laughs> like I will look in all the weirdest places as if like, where are they? Um, <laughs> pointing at this, at your like little cork board over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to clarify that. I don't mean uh, if a guy doesn't say like, want to go down on you that like, like I'm not saying don't advocate for yourself or like demand what you want. Yeah. But like, don't be a dick and also um it's not you know like if the guy doesn't want to eat your pussy but he's still expecting the blowjob like no that's still not cool yeah, behavior that's fucked up you know it's just when yeah. he says like hey cool i'm like if the guy's offering pleasure alternatives like that's yeah. what i'll do i'll try to say like i'm not really in the mood to do this but here's like three other awesome things we can do that are probably going to feel awesome for you yeah if not completely centered on you yeah yeah like, yeah if i don't want to fuck someone who's clearly want, like i'm very much like no but like let's just eat your pussy for a while sure let's do that right yeah it sounds um, great because I and I've had women do this on the other side, which is sweet, but mm-hmm. they'll almost be like, "I don't want to pressure you," but then by n- in fear of not wanting to pressure him mm-hmm. or me, they'll not ask for what they want. Yeah, so it's like no, no, yeah. no still, still get it. Yeah, but, you know. no, I think that that's hard too. I think that's like another kind of like woman specific thing is that you're another thing that you're taught is that like you're not supposed to ask for what you want, like in sexually or professionally or anything you're supposed to kind of just like be like well people will know or like if i like give the right hints and then like and i think that um especially now that i've been sleeping with women more um i feel like there is a lot of stuff where you're like as women like my girlfriend i feel like she's always like well just tell me what you want me to do and i'm like well you know you know and then i'm like no i have to tell her because she's not gonna do it unless i like ask her or tell her because i think that she doesn't want to do anything that i wouldn't want you know which is very respectful but then you have to be communicative you can't just be like well you know that's fear of asking for something and hearing no but we have to not be afraid to hear no yeah 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 Um, definitely and also i'm like she wouldn't say no i think unless i ask for something like like, truly wild you know right right like something like truly insane which i don't i can't even like think of anything but like i i feel like i feel like if i was just like i want you to like eat my pussy like three times like she wouldn't be like no i refuse you know like she would like want to do that but but it does you always feel like you're like being demanding you're like oh i don't want to be demanding i want to like be demure or something you said that women can be kind of shitty in that regards to when mm-hmm. you know with each other. Yeah. So have you had uh, have you had experiences like that, or do you have you looked back and realized you were kind of like that? Yeah, I don't think I was ever like really bad, but there was one time where I was like drunk and I was like trying to hook up with this girl, and I remember uh, I I was just like stupidly like not getting. I don't think she was like feeling it, and I was like kind of like pulling her like towards me and she was just clearly like not feeling it and then like the next day i was like oh god i was like grabbing her i was like grabbing her and i didn't like think of it at the time i was like i was like well i'm like this is maybe i'm just too like i'm too confident but i was like well i've never been turned down by a girl before so like so it was like weird to me but but i think that that's the problem is if you assume that like every single person wants to have sex with you that's like a crazy thing to assume Mm. you know so so you need to not go in with the thought that like that rejection is impossible you have to be aware that 
that you might get rejected and then be able to handle it. Yeah, like rejection's okay. Yeah, and 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 not make it cuz then like later I was like does she does she think I'm ugly or something and it's like who cares? Like she just didn't yeah. want to have sex with me. It's not like Or maybe just not know. with you at that time. And that's yeah. that's something yes. and and you know, we've gotten a lot better. I I I some usually I find that if there's like big major problems in a relationship very early on maybe that relationship should happen and i'm just gonna mm-hmm. say that and then tell everyone i'm the exception to that rule right now <laughs> like meg and i were having some issues with that because yeah. my sex drive's just been kind of all over the place mm-hmm. um mostly lower but you know fluctuating and so when i would not there we had a little bit of strife when she was trying to adjust to the concept that like a guy that who says he's into her didn't want to fuck her. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not about you. Cause it's also not like I'm all fucking a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Like my dates are on the board. Like you can <laughs> usually board tell. Over here. Yeah. Um, but also sometimes yeah. it's like, I just don't want to fuck tonight. And you happen to be the person I have a date with tonight. Mm-hmm. Like there are other people I have a date with and sometimes I want to fuck and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like, I have like one, I guess we'll say partner where like mm-hmm. the entirety of that situation is, she likes getting cuddled and being touched because her mm. partners aren't doing it too much. So mm. like I go over, give her some cuddles. We have mm. a little chit chat. I get the masturbate while she touches my body. Mm-hmm. And then when that's done, like I roll over and give her the cuddles she wants. And that's really all it is. We have never even kissed. Oh, wow. Like that's just what that is. Wow. Yeah. That's not even like, so, and also I think because of like what I do for work, like people, I mm-hmm. think there's a perception that I'm fucking more than I am. Mm-hmm. And so I've had mm-hmm. to like try to explain to Megan's like it, when I don't want to fuck or if I don't want to do X, Y, or Z in a night, like mm-hmm. it has zero, zero to do with you. Yeah. It's all me. You yeah. Can't, I know it's hard, but you got to not make it about you because it's already rough enough on me because mm-hmm. like I want to want to have sex right now yeah. and yet I don't. Mm-hmm. And usually it's because I feel bloated or unsexy or something with my body, yeah. which like compounds it even more. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think when, you know, when, when you get rejected, like there's, um there's definitely a grace to not making it all about you and to definitely. just let it be and whatever they're going through is what they're. Yeah. Which might just be they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it laughs> but might also just be could that, be a yeah. whole plethora of things. Well, and then that girl who rejected me, this was like years ago, but she like rejected me. And then we were like friends and we would hang out. And I mean, I think she's really hot. I, I don't think that she's ever been very interested in me. But I was like, I think that I could have made it a lot worse if I was just like, well, why the fuck isn't she interested in me? Like I could have made it so much worse. But instead I was just like, well, it kind of sucks, but you know, whatever. It's fine. You know, like it does kind of feel like a blow to your self-esteem. But I think that it's like you said, I think it's important to remember that not every rejection is like specifically about you or the way that you look or just it's like so much about the other person and what they're going through and what they're interested in. And and it's like that with professional rejection too, honestly. Like it sucks so much. But for comedy, you have to remember that too because there's like so many times where you're like, see someone got something and you didn't get it. And you're like, well, I'm just as funny, if not funnier than mm-hmm. this person. But you have to like remember like, well, maybe their jokes are better for a late night set or maybe they're, you know, just stuff like that. And it's it sucks. It's hard to remember that, yeah. but it's a good skill to have if you can build it up because then you're not like taking everything personally all the time and you're not sad about it. All right. Well, Madeline, um, do you, do you, are you on a time crunch at all? Not really. I just have to bring that car back. What time is it now? Um, I don't actually have my phone in here. Oh, um, that's okay. Well, I was going to say if you have like an extra like 
10, 20 minutes, do a little yeah. bonus episode sure, for the Patreon. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we talk good. a little bit about, uh, uh, I don't know if you had a learning curve with with hitting on flirting with women uh-huh. uh, or not, or maybe the difference between, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to say the difference between you know, hooking up with men, hooking up with women, but like, <laughs> but like as a, I don't know, like you mm-hmm. are as a, as a poly married woman who mm-hmm. are, is with men and women. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something along those lines, of, I feel like the bice. I just want to make totally. sure we're not erasing the bisexuality. All right, everybody. Just <laughs> no want to make erasure. sure we're doing that. Um, but we are going to put it behind a paywall. That's where nice. it's a bisexuality. It's not hidden. It's not invisible. It's behind just behind a paywall. A paywall. <laughs> um, but for now, we're, uh, you have a great podcast. Thanks. Which I was on and I didn't yeah. promote mostly because yeah. <laughs> um, you got the exclusive on that. I had a girlfriend. I know. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm telling them like next week. So I got to wait. You got to wait. Now you <laughs> You gotta promote it. Now that you told him, you everyone first it. go check out my two part two parter. It's two parts. My yeah. two part episode of a two date minimum. Sweet. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a fun podcast it about dating, right? That was really good. Yeah, I really liked that. We talk about polyamory and dating and comedy and um, just stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But where else can people find you on the internet? Uh, my name is Madeline Smith. It's spelled kind of weird. It's uh, <laughs> spelled, <quite> weird. <laughs> spelled real weird. It's um, M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N. There is no E on the end, which people always get confused by. I had it there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm you gonna, have it wrong. Uh, get it. Erase it. it God damn it. Wipe Thank it you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, that's when it's coming out. And then that's when the bonus is coming out. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Okay, that's awesome. So, um, so yeah, I uh, Madeline Smith on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's Madeline Murphy because Murphy is my middle name. Uh, and I my website is MadelineSmithComedy.com. <laughs> it's pretty easy to find. Awesome, awesome. Well, Patreon people, uh, all my five on up members will hear her bonus episode on Friday because tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and yeah. you know I don't want y'all to lose lose it in the shuffle yeah. uh, when you're when you're commuting. Uh, but for mm. now, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Definitely go check me out on Two Date Minimum. I'm sorry I did not promote it and tell y'all about it sooner. Let's both know what you thought about this week's show. She shouted out her handles. You can find me on Twitter at TheBillyPresida, uh, and I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. Give me a shout out. Tag me in a thing in your story. Comment on this week's episode. You can also uh, let me know what you thought on the Manor Podcast Facebook page. Make sure you like that because the intern Sophia is doing a fucking stellar job posting some fun sex positive memes over there. I hear the people like memes. I don't really like memes. Memes feel like people who, who like to tell jokes but can't do it in front of an audience. I don't know. You want to shoot me an email? I love emails. Uh, it is one of my favorite things to wake up to aside from a throbbing cock and money in my bank account. <laughs> Um, you shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your booby pictures. Uh, do you have a sexy picture of you showing off a, a stay slutty button you might have bought during Cyber Monday? I'd love to see it. <laughs> you can send uh, any of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. People, folks, any gendered humans, you know, I am just right now five members away from hitting 200 patrons. That's an incredible milestone. Honestly, more successful comedians have been asking me how they can do Patreon better. So thank you all for showing them how cool I am. But help us hit that 200 mark. I don't see a reason why we can't hit 200 members before December 1st. 
Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Next week's going to be a little more uh, serious, a little bit more heavy-hearted. You know, I'm talking with a friend. She's a, a fellow member of the Hacienda community, and um, she also was a very close friend of Paige's. And I do hope you all tune in next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Matua, make American Thanksgiving uncomfortable again. But if you're too much of a coward, it's also okay if you stay slutty. Mm-hmm.